wrestling is where every side is the dark side of the ring. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at hard number four wrestling. Email questions and complaints at wrestling at gmail.com. My name is Jim. Hello. Brandon, hello. How are you? I'm good. The best I've been in a while. How are you doing, Jim? Feeling good. Feeling motivated. Feeling full. Eat some dinner. I'm ready to go. I'm fucking fired up. Let's talk about some wrestling that we couldn't watch. Chris, how are you? I'm wonderful. Uh, I took a ride down the shore and almost on the way uh, purchased a flag that said just for Brandon that said let's go Brandon. It was a national it was a uh, NASCAR flag. Oh hell yeah. You know that flag guy? Yeah, flag dude. Sure, yeah. You mean the one on uh, Route uh, 47? Yeah. yeah. And the only flag I saw was let's go Brandon NASCAR. I got a little bit of that Belia. I won't lie to you guys, a little bit of that memorabilia. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> I, I bring it out, it's stuffed back in the corner of my closet by uh it, it's the only time in history where your name is going to be Front and center in the political debate. It's never happening again. You might as well grab on to it. Exactly. Well, if you guys remember, too, we've had a conversation numerous times on when does uh, MAGA, when do MAGA hats become ironic? I, I think Let's Go Brandon's already there. <sighs> Almost. We got to wait for the old man to die first. Ooh, I did. <laughs> I bought one of those. Uh, that be bar. Before you go, Chris, I bought one of those bumper stickers of the NASCAR Let's Go Brandon and just stuck it on the back passenger side of my friend's truck, like where he would never enter from or exit from that side. And I think it was like four four weeks later, he finally texted me. He's like, dude, I've been driving around with this for a month now. <laughs> I see a lot of it. I don't say I'm ever. Chris, yeah. you were going to say? No, that's it. Okay. Yeah, that was it. Took a ride. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. Uh, yeah. We got a. There was so much great professional wrestling this weekend, and we can't watch any of it because it was all on pay per view, and we have to wait like four weeks. <laughs> so we're just gonna talk about some of it, but have no. You spent twenty whatsoever. bucks on a pay per view, didn't you? I did not. No. Thank oh, okay. God. We'll we will get to that. Thing. No, we will get to that. Thank. Thank fucking God, I didn't do it. All right, let's just talk about some stuff. You guys ready? Let's do it. Yeah. First of all, uh, all reports we did. I did not watch. I don't know if you guys did. Maybe you have some insight. AW Dynamite sucked. Brandon, did you watch? Uh, no, I just did the Twitter clips. I heard it was like one of the worst episodes in a long time. So, Chris, uh, I had it on at work. Um, I didn't really watch. I tried to watch Jeff Jarrett act like a jackass. Didn't see much of it. I did see one thing that people were really complaining about. Uh, I, well, I shouldn't say really complaining. I saw some complaints about, but this is something that, to me, I, I don't know how anybody complains about this. And that was um, that was uh, Soraya spray painting an L on Tony Storm's butt, and then Tony Storm slamming her butt into another woman's face. And people felt that that was just wrong, wasn't good. And I, I was very confused by that because uh, I was sitting in a bar with a bunch of dudes, as usual, and I didn't hear any of them complaining about that <laughs> at all. But then again, you watch it without sound. I don't know what it sounds like. It's not an awful visually. You're probably like, <gasps> I mean, I, I've said it before. Ed, one of the most uh, homoerotic things to watch without uh, sound is the Undertaker pinning someone, laying his crotch <laughs> across someone and his Hands tongue up in like a in like out. a push up position, his tongue out, his eyes back. You don't know what's going on. You're thinking he's like, oh. Well, Jimmy, you remember that one time he beat up Randy Orton and he was in his face like, I'm gonna get you, I'm gonna fucking make. And out. we were watching it like, 
Whoa, what's going on here, guys? I'm gonna make out with you. I'm gonna kiss I'm, you. I so think hard. I looked at you and was like, I'm gonna kiss you. I'm gonna right? kiss you so hard in your face. face. So there you go. Yeah, uh, you know, we we last week we took a look at the card and said that it looked like it sucked, and sometimes we're proven wrong, and this time we were <laughs> sadly proven right. I guess it was not very good. Brandon, any final thoughts? No, I did. The one thing that Chris brought up was Jeff Jarrett looked like he was having a good time the week that his dad died in true pro wrestling fashion, still getting out there in the ring. So, so appreciate so, that. You know, it's funny. I um, I was listening to a podcast and somebody had mentioned that and Jeff Jarrett had told the person right. that he was sitting in the hospital room with his father after his father died. They were in whatever room they were in. And his mother looked at him and said, what time's your plane? Uh, what time's your plane take off? Mm-hmm. Got to work. And his response was, what the, what? And the thought process, and, and you know what the funny thing about that is? My dad would do that. Like, I don't care, go to work, go make money. So, you know, I mean, you got to make your dates, I guess, right? You have an obligation. That's the mindset. Workers, what are you going to do? Are you going to sit working. at home? Are you going to sit at home and stare at the uh, walls? Yeah, that's, that's what I, 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 I dealt yeah, with that. I was going to work that day, and it worked out well for my psyche. Let me tell you. Yeah, there you go. Um, okay. Any final thoughts on Jeff Jarrett or Jerry Jarrett, who's dead? R.I.P. Before I left, I did say last week that well, I was like, "Well, someone will die, and we'll have something to talk about." And then uh, they did show up, but it didn't kill that much time. We can move no. on. No. Um, let's see. So, um, uh, some internet drama. So, WWE Elimination Chamber happened over the weekend. Brandon, did you watch? Of course. No. No, no I didn't. Chris, did you watch? Negative. Okay. So, they, uh, you know, the new thing now is that they have these pressers after shows. Of course, the most famous presser being Tony Khan sitting there while both CM Punk loses his fucking cool and starts screaming, yelling about working with children. Well, this time around, so they got this Ariel Alwani guy who interviewed Tony Khan, what, a few months ago, and it just turned into a mess between the two of them. It just was a weird fucking situation. You get in this weird work, work shoot thing where, like, the people that are there are just happy to be there, so they're asking fucking lazy-ass questions to each other. Well, Tony Khan and Ariel Awani both are feuding with each other now on social media, which is preposterous. But more importantly, uh, not friend of the show, but someone we reference a lot, another man with the name Brandon, let's go Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics, ask a pointed question, an actual question, what's going on with the sale of WWE to Triple H during these, these fucking softball, I'm just happy to be here questions. He gets kind of a terse answer from Triple H, basically saying, that's got nothing to do with me. That's not my job. Brandon thoughts. <laughs> are we ever going to, the question being, are we ever going to see Brandon Thurston at one of these things ever again? I don't know if he's ever going to be invited again. Good. You talked about this before. Uh, one of your big annoyances with the wrestling media is that you never actually get a response or a question of any worth from them. It's softball city and uh, it just becomes a waste of time, much like the in-game sports interviews with coaches and stuff. It's just complete garbage. So I hope we we see more of them. I didn't mind the, the Ariel Hawani thing. Uh, as as ridiculous as, as it is, um, I think stuff like that kind of keeps pro wrestling entertaining. I saw more of more of uh, potential wrestling beef on my Twitter than I usually do. So I'm not mad about that. Chris, that's... 
Yeah, I saw the answer. I don't know that I found that it's that terse. I thought it was just kind of short to the point. They're obviously not going to he's not going to talk about that to anyone. I'm sure everybody's been told don't speak of this. Uh, the Ariel Hawani thing, which was funny, that started because Ariel Hawani had Tony Khan on and then said it was the worst podcast interview he had ever done. Um, Who said that? Ariel Hawani said it about Tony, Tony Khan. Um, n- n- I didn't listen to it. Uh, I only know it's secondhand what happened, but I know he asked about the CM Punk backstage crap, you know, the fight. And Tony Khan couldn't answer it, wouldn't answer it. I would assume couldn't answer it. There's probably all kinds of legal. They were afraid they were going to get sued. Don't say anything to anybody. Keep your mouth shut. It makes perfect sense. And Ariel Hawani, being the uh, professional that he was, had no pivot. He didn't know what else to ask. He, ah, and he just and he just froze. Um, but he uh, Tony Khan made a tweet that Ariel Hawani was in the front row at Elimination Chamber. Or SmackDown, and he kind of got mad at him. Oh, what's going on? I it guess Ariel really, really it's coming out that Ariel Wani's an on on air personality now. I guess similar to Ryan Satin, where they work for WWE and they also report quote unquote the news. Yeah, well, once you like they made a joke about Tony Khan being. I don't. I didn't see any of this because I don't watch WWE and I don't really fucking care. But when it spills in AEW, I start to care a little bit. And they called him Snowman. Yeah, it was on Twitter. Which you is, refer to him as the snowman. These are some of the, like, where do these guys come up with these terrible insults? I don't, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, you know, these <clears throat> fucking WWE b- drones that love it are just going to be using snowman all the time. It's like soy boy and all those other dumb, weird fucking nicknames that just stick on. Ron, Ron the Santimonious. What, what, what are we doing? Who wrote these? A grandpa? Vince. That's the word. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> good, pretty good. You know who was good at that? Trump. He had a, he had the, he's probably the king of the, the uh, nicknames. In he his was day. the first one with the desanctimonious. That's fucking terrible. Was that him? Yeah, yeah I, don't, I never heard that one. Desanctimonious. Ted's dog wife. Some of that shit's kind of funny. I mean, we, so we just we, we've tiptoed on this right wing shit now for a little while. We could stay away from it, but um, I thought the uh, Ariel Hawani, like he's been doing this thing in the MMA world as of late, where he's kind of calling out shit that's unprofessional and laying into it, which I think has done well for the overall thought process around MMA fandom, which is probably, if not worse than wrestling right next to it. Um, And I, when I first read, saw the Tony Khan thing, I was like, okay, this is probably in a similar vein where we spent hundreds of hours at this point talking about how AEW is unprofessional in many different ways. And uh, it made sense for me, to me, for him to do that, the WWE thing, I don't really care. I mean, you're not going to get anything out of them, whether he did or not. So it's two completely different things. I get that people want to make that comparison, but it's just not It's not there in my mind. Chris, follow up. I don't know. Like what Brandon just said, though, like he, he would do. And I know he, I know what Ariel Hawani does, what, he, what you're talking about, where he will call out bullshit when it comes to the UFC. And and and, and that's that's good. I mean, that's that's what you want. You want somebody to do that. Um, if you're a fan, if you're, you know, you're, uh, you're wrapped up in that world. Um, the problem with that then becomes, uh, if, if, um, you know, you get called out for going to a, you, you make a statement that the Tony Khan podcast was the worst interview I'd ever done. Fine. That was just a statement of how you felt about that interview. You didn't go any further. 
when Tony Khan makes the comment about you going and showing up at a WWE event and being in for, for the front row, and you refer to him as the snowman, you now take that low road. Now, you calling anybody out for anything they're doing that you don't agree with or you think is wrong has now been torpedoed because you're on that level now. The thing to do in that situation is to just shut the fuck up and let these people talk into the wind. As soon as you get into an argument on, on, on social media, whether both parties or the thousand parties that are in the argument, as soon as you start to come back at these at people like that, you have immediately delegitimized yourself. You just got to fucking let it go. You're down in the muck with them. Yeah, I, you know, I'm not a big Stephen Colbert fan. But when he was tweet, he was you mentioned Trump. He tweeted about Trump, and Trump responded, and he said, and he was right. He says, "Don't you understand? As soon as you respond to me, I have now won. You got to just ignore these things." And now you're getting this tit for tat over bullshit. Where and the and we all know who the people, the level of a lot of the people that are paying attention to what you're saying and taking sides on an argument like this. You know what you're dealing with. I knew I should have never taken Reese's Sarah out of her package. Why is that? He's just chipped off her. Oh, no. Fuck. Damn it. It's heartbreaking. I've got to figure out where it is and glue it back on. Hopefully it's not her hair. No, it isn't. Okay. Uh, okay. How do I get back on track after having my heart broken? Um, New Japan Battle in the Valley. Uh happens uh i had mentioned that uh, we can't watch it because it was a pay-per-view it was twenty dollars they almost had me i started watching the pre-show really wanted to see what happened between uh, bobby fish and uh uh that giant bald dude sweaty bed bald man it looked like um trying to get porn on your cable channel uh in the 90s hitting the ab button with the squiggly lines through it i uh Quickly changed my mind. Apparently, the entire fight TV stream was soundless for some parts. Other parts, it uh, the, the the crowd noise was it sounded like it was recorded on a different microphone, so it sounded really far away. As opposed to, yo, fight TV. What, what are we doing here? Brandon, thoughts? Tissue tissue paper thin. The the uh, difference between fight TV and a middle school. AV production. Um, it's a good reminder, I guess, of pro wrestling and how close it is to just completely breaking down at all points behind the, <laughs> behind the scenes. I think we we saw it for a moment there. That's my only thought. The crazy thing is that you know New Japan Pro Wrestling usually puts on a fantastic product. Their television style is unique. It's been the same way for forty years. You know when you're watching New Japan Pro Wrestling, they brought their own crew in. Apparently, this was their crew. Um, I, now, this is probably the, what, fourth New Japan show that's been aired from overseas on Fight TV that has looked like fucking trash. There was two in England. There's the one in New York, and now there's this one. Hey, who's responsible for this? Is this Fight TV? I mean, I don't know. Like, Sounds like it's New Japan, right? It's probably they're bringing some... Uh, minor league level equipment over there, trying to run it as cheaply as possible and continuing to break down because they're not making that much money going on the road. Right. But, but I mean, the first three were local talent that did it. Like, who's the guy okay. pushing the button that says this is okay? <laughs> like, I don't get it. Gato. 
<laughs> he's, he's, got, like, he's got the book and the book and the production. This just so this was the first time it broke as New Japan kind of running their own. Yeah, I don't know about like who's. Satellite or whatever. I'm assuming it's Fight TV. I I don't know. And local, they got to use local union guys too for a lot of the shit. Yeah, exactly. It's probably the same shit where it's like I don't know if you just walk down the income statement of just like the revenue coming in the door and how big of an expense it is to film and broadcast something like that. They're like, just keep this as low as possible. We're only making eight thousand dollars anyway. I mean, they did barely make sense. They did have matches with fucking Bobby Fish in them and Homicide. You know what I mean? Like they couldn't, they refused to pay Hiroki Goto to come over. They couldn't have Yoshi yeah, yeah, on this fucking what, card. What it is? Yeah, that's what it is. It's like that. If Chief. the flight's too grand. Yeah, they they paid Bobby Fish and J.R. Kratos less, at least one dollar less than the cost of the flight coming over. And that's the exact math that's in their head. They're going, what that's does it what cost? It is. What does it? What do we have to pay Yoshihashi? Plus a flight versus what do we have to pay J.R. Kratos? I, I'm willing to That's bet. Spe- <laughs> you know, I have no, no, nothing to base this on. Pure speculation. But I'm willing to bet that if you look at all like, the, like the homicide, homicide, Bobby Fish, who other other guys on this card that you don't know or haven't seen in forever or really don't care about, all these guys on the card, they probably, all of them together probably cost less than Yoshihashi, his flight over, and his hotel all combined. Right. He probably got them all for less than it was going to cost one guy to come over. Makes sense, but it's just, you know? I don't know. And, and that, you know, it's this was not a card. We went over it last week. There was about, this is like a 10-match card. I think it was maybe three, we'll say 3.5 matches that we gave a shit about. One was more for the stipulation with Jay White. Ty. Yeah, we're giving, <laughs> giving yeah, a little bit too much credit. Let's go through the card real quick. So, of the stuff that mattered, okay, uh, mind you, we did not watch this because I'm not paying for it. Eddie Kingston versus Jay White. Eddie Kingston wins. Jay White gets beaten up by, um, fuck, it's totally blanking on me. Oh, David Finley with a shillelagh. Jay White's out of New Japan, whatever that means. What's a shillelagh? It's a, like an Irish walking stick. His old man used to bring bring it down to the ring with him. In WCW. Yeah, he's got one. Fucking stick. That's what that's called. Okay. Shillelagh. Yeah. It's spelled shigalagala. Shigalagala. Um, uh, 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 it took me until I was like 20 to realize that, that whore's divorce was hors d'oeuvres. Hors d'oeuvres. Very nice. So, that's that stuff jams me up. Please continue. Now, so, like, we don't know where he's going. I'm not going to speculate where he's going. If he's going anywhere at all, um, Juice Robinson was supposedly leaving New Japan Pro Wrestling. He was on the show. He interfered in this match. So, <laughs> I don't fucking know. I don't really care. We'll talk about that in a little bit because this whole Jay White thing is just secondary. Like, this is a guy that I'm going to go on a little rant here. This is a guy that when we came out of fucking – Wrestle Kingdom in what, 2019? 2020? Whenever the fuck it was? Right, no, 2021, right after the pandemic, right after, uh, he loses, he goes on this huge fucking rant, he's got this great promo, you're like, oh my god, this guy's the limit with this fucking guy. Then he disappears, he's not wrestling forever, he's just posting videos of himself and his hot girlfriend on a fucking farm, raising sheep. 
Maybe he's, maybe he's happier doing that. Brandon, thoughts? This is a thing. This is one of the many, you know, potential pitfalls that separate people from being in that S tier pro wrestler, right? He's got a little bit of money now. And I don't blame these guys. You know, you, you, you're, you can now live comfortably. And maybe that's what he feels like doing. You know, probably part of the discussion we just had about why homicides there is because they're like, well, Jay White's already in America because he doesn't give a fuck. We're not going to have to pay him for any of his flights. He's the the main event of the show. We don't need to send a supporting cast over. And that's what you get from this. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to say like quite a fall from grace, but you could definitely sense a lack of interest from Jay White at this point, I think. Chris, good. Yeah, I don't really have anything to add. I don't know what the hell's going on. Also, not the main event of the show. This is like match. This is fifth from the top. Yeah. As far as people that would be, yeah, be exciting to people. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. I'd be one of the reasons why you bought a ticket. Right, Dad. Well, I, no, because we didn't know it until a week ago that this was a leader, loser, loser leaves New Japan Pro Wrestling match. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, no the Mercedes Monet is why you bought the ticket. No, I'm just we'll saying one that. of the reasons that's an oh, okay. Oh, yeah, it's not as good. Okay, I'm glad. Say, like, uh, what I'm trying to say is, like, New Japan's, if they're having a show, say they give every uh, name on their roster, like, an assigned star rating or value to a card, a number, like, Jay White's an 8 out of 10. They they make sure that the whole card has a total of, like, a certain number of value of, like, this is worth paying for. He's a big addition to that. He's a huge boost to the overall value of the card. If Jay White's there, now they can send three less tertiary characters. Right. Yeah, yeah point understood. I got you. If that made sense. No, Jim, no. You, ever been, you ever been called tertiary? I have been called tertiary before. <laughs> Chris, go ahead. Your thoughts? Any thoughts on this? I got nothing for you. You can move on. All right. So Jay White, we all know what's happening. Uh, let's see. What else do we want to talk about? Nothing really. Oh, wait. IWGP women's title match. Kyrie the champ loses to Mercedes Monet. She comes out in uh, Hanukkah gear, which uh, had me all fucking emotional. I will not be able to watch this match. It's twenty. They gave him twenty-seven fucking minutes though, which is like the perfect number for oh, uh, like you know a start. That's the stardom number for championship matches. They go about twenty-seven minutes. Twenty-seven minutes. I can't wait to watch it. I've seen some highlights. It looks pretty fucking good. People are going crazy for it. Brandon, thoughts? You said you wouldn't be able to watch it, or you're, you're no, not. We can't it? watch it yet. We can't. We got to pay twenty bucks to watch it. Okay, I assume this was going to come on New Japan World at some point soon, but it, yeah, in two weeks it'll be on probably. Okay, for now we, we're going in with no review. Yeah, I'll leave my thoughts then. Yeah, right, Chris. Well, I mean, just back to what you were saying. I was going to say this earlier, but it leads up to this is the reason why I was going to say it. Um, you talk about the card. This is, match is a big fucking deal. I mean, it's huge, right? It's uh, Mercedes Monet's first match outside of WWE. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's a huge deal. And you, you know, you have this amazing buffet set up with this amazing dish in the middle of the fucking buffet. And then everything else, all the other trays are just filled with different consistencies of shit. It's, you know, a, it's um, like this is the going to the buffet. It's like this fantastic buffet, lobster tail, seafood gour, gourmet, and they give you fucking plastic silverware and the little. You got to unwrap the plastic. It's got the salt, the pepper in there with it. Yeah, paper plates. It's like going to a buffet, stealing a bunch of fried chicken, and then not being able to get out of the door. Come <laughs> there, come there, everywhere. Ruby buffet, quite the adventure to go there. 
Yeah, this is uh, uh, this is quite this this situation here. So the Murphy Rivers, from all we know, from all I could tell, is that this is a fantastic match. That she looked like a million bucks. That her wig almost came off. And uh, and we'll be able to see it in two weeks. But first things first, she uh, she named a bunch of names in the promo, which uh, the internet got really upset about because she mispronounced half of them. On purpose, thank you very much, because the first person to call her out is Azumi. She's going to wrestle Mercedes Monet next. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, love that. I know Azumi was one of the names that she mentioned when she was talking about stardom, so keep it moving. AMZ, she called her, on purpose, for sure. Chris, thoughts? It's funny that people were like, um, she didn't even know what she was doing. She has no business being there. This is a woman who the entire, her entire career that we know of has been spent in one of the most particular, for lack of a better way to put it, uh, one of the most um, specific training like you, you can't, you, you have to know every word that you're saying. You don't go off script. You are trained as a professional performer. But since she worked there and you don't like that company, then she doesn't know what she's doing. She has no clue. Right? To think that sh- this person whose entire career has been spent being a professional. She never worked anywhere else, really, where you are not held to the highest standard. You thought she wouldn't really fucking prepare if she was going to say their name, like, it, 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 like, like she was just like, nah, I'll just fucking wing it and go out there and not know their fucking names. That's like you know, a Broadway actor coming out she's, and just guessing the lines. And like, she's not somebody that like wasn't at the top of the card either. She was exactly. at the top of the card for a long time. So they did, even though they did not necessarily value what she thought she was worth, and she's proving it, she was still highly valued in that company. She was one of the top four fucking women in that company. If the not, and, and in the top story. ten fucking most popular people in the company. So it's like, this woman knows what she's doing. Don't fucking lose your temper over stupid shit. It's so dumb. <laughs> I think that's like... Uh, it's a thing with pro wrestling and how bad, especially WWE has been and how stupid it's been where these people that are not very smart at all are able to look down upon something and then they just flat apply that logic to things where that isn't the case. That's what you're seeing online a lot of the time. Good stuff. It's very entertaining. You know, the thing with you just said though, like the, the people that are looked at, looking down on because it hasn't been good for an extended period of time, you know, there, they, even if it was at its best, there was people that would shit on everything they did because it was the popular, uh, pop culture version of this thing that they like, you know? You're not allowed um, in our party. You're not allowed in on it. It was, it was, I always had this, this, uh, this working theory of, with Metallica. When Metallica became popular, all the people that listened to Metallica before that were made fun of for listening to Metallica now resented everybody who now thought this band that they knew was cool is now mainstream cool. And it's the same thing. You're not, I like stardom. How can this person that worked for WWE like stardom? They can't know anything about it. And it insults me that they try to. Also, it's preposterous to assume that super weeb Mercedes Monet doesn't know about Japan. And Japanese wrestling is fucking stupid. She's been like, there's videos of her training. She's training in Sendai girls. She's training with these girls. Come on, y'all. Grow the fuck up. 
anyway, so yeah, we're getting Mercedes Monet versus uh, Zumi. We're not. I'm not sure when that show when that match is going to be because we'll talk about it in a minute. But Zumi's got some challengers lined up um, for the high speed, and uh, Mina Shirakawa and Kyrie or and um, Mercedes Monet are going back and forth online, which should be a good one too. Be fun to see a contrast between okay, you get Mercedes Monet against Kyrie, who's Kyrie's a top notch performer. Zumi, who is probably one of the best young performers on the planet, and then Mina Shirakawa, who's one of the biggest up and coming performers on the planet. Should be pretty fucking good. This should be fun. I'm excited for twenty twenty three Mercedes Monet on top. Should be good. Move on to uh WGP World Heavyweight title match, Kazuchi Okada be Hiroshi Tanahashi in a perfectly fine match. Um, I don't know. I didn't watch it. It, it. Apparently it wasn't as good as the other ones, but how can you have a bad Okada Tanahashi match? Most importantly, Okada called out Tanahashi and said, Hey, let's form a tag team and we're gonna take on Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi for the tag championship. There you go. Brandon thoughts. I love it. I think that sounds like a lot of fun. That's my only thought. Chris good. How could you go wrong? I, there's not much to it. It'll give us some entertainment for a few months. Yeah, it's, this is something they teased before the pandemic or during the pandemic, but I think they were kind of saving something as special as Tanahashi and Okada being tag partners for a crowd. So, any final thoughts on this? Uh, I think two weeks we'll be able to watch it. By that point, there'll be old news we won't want to talk about it anyway. But uh, any final thoughts, Chris? Yeah, I'll add something to what you were talking about earlier on the beginning of this. I um, One day, one afternoon, I sat at the bar. Uh, I was working with a friend of mine who was in, and we watched his son wrestle on his phone through a streaming service from the college he went to. It didn't fail. Dude, I watch a website. I watch uh, uh, Wrestle Ring Diana matches from what looks like a fucking garage painted white. It's in fucking 4K on YouTube. New Japan, get your fucking shit together. You can put a 4K video up on Facebook or Instagram from your fucking phone. Yeah, there's to that dude, point. There's some dude that fucking edits prominence matches. He edits them. He cuts them up and stuff and adds things to it. And it's he does it himself. Give me a break, <laughs> dude. Come on, you're a Dude, fucking, fucking billion-dollar company. Yeah, At that man. point, there's, like, mob. One of the biggest streaming platforms is Twitch of just, like, thousands and thousands of 14-year-olds playing Fortnite while running, like, a 4K multicam stream with no problem out of just, like, their home home internet. It's not that hard to do. It isn't hard. Come on. Get your shit together. And the the kid, you know, the word is, is that New Japan has a contract with Fight for a year and a half. And if we're if New Japan's complaining about bringing over, I don't know, paying for Tomoyaki Hanma to come wrestle instead of hiring Homicide, then I don't expect them to bust this contract till that shit's over. Then maybe they'll find somebody else. Uh, I don't know the business behind it, but it seems like we're stuck with fucking Fight TV with these pay per views, and they're nickel and diming us on these shows with these pay per views for the next fucking year and a half. So. All right, let's move on. Move on to something more positive. Okay, coming up, before we get into our uh, our Predict the Future segment, <laughs> Stardom's Triangle Derby final is happening on uh, the 4th of March. And real quick, I'm going to go through the card. So uh, two teams at the top of the, I guess, the blue block, Neo Stardom Army, which is uh, Nanai Takahashi Yu and Yuna Mizumori, or it's going against the Prominence team. 
of Suzuki, Suzuki, Risa Sarah, and Haragi Kurumi. And the winner, uh, the winner of that match will face off against the God's Eye team of Siri, Mirai, and Amisori. We're facing Cosmic Angels team of Tom Nakano, Natsupoi, and Saki. So there's our Triangle Derby finalist. I'm assuming whoever wins will face for the triple match or for the triple tag match. Prominence of the holder, so I'm assuming they're going to lose. The holder rarely wins these titles. I'm going to go through the rest of this. Uh, we get uh, Himika versus uh, Chihiro Hashimoto. We talked about this. Hashimoto came in because uh, Siri challenged her. Himika, this is part of her retirement tour, so she's facing off a big ha- against Big Hash. Singles match for the high-speed championship. Azumi defends against Starlight Kid. Since Azumi is facing... Mercedes Monet eventually, she might drop the belt here. So, don't hold your breath though, but singles match for the World of uh, Wonder of Stardom Championship. Sai Kamitani, the champ, is facing Hazuki. Hazuki pinned her in her last triangles match and challenged her to it, to a match, and Sai Kamitani took it. And singles match for the World of Standard Championship. Okay, so Julia challenged Mayuki. Uh, Mayuki said, no, nah, I'll have to think about it. Mayuki is accepted. They had a press conference. Julia is fucking crying. Julia is saying that Mayuki ruined her fucking life and she hates her and she wants her out of stardom and she never wants to see her again. Holy shit. If you get a chance, it's in Japanese. I'll find a fucking translated version. This Julia is on fire, man. She is just brings so much emotion to every fucking promo. And Mayuki is just playing it off like, I don't fucking care about you or this title and you'll never be able to beat me. This is some serious bully shit, and I fucking love it. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, I don't know that I have any. I mean, I feel like I have to see this stuff. I, I'm glad that it's that that's where we're at. We haven't mentioned this, I don't think, on the pods at this point, but we're going to talk a little bit of 2023 futures. Yes, we are. Correct? Uh, yeah, I have a feeling Julia will probably come up a lot in that conversation, so we can save some of that for them. Chris, thoughts? I mean, you know, she's a master storyteller, in my opinion, Julia. And um, they don't. She doesn't do it with stupid ass backstage state uh, segments. She does it with real emotion, believable emotion. So, um, yeah, awesome. I like it. Yeah, I'm excited for it. It should be fun. And uh, we'll see. Two weeks, I believe. Two weeks. The third. When the hell's the third? Yeah, two weeks. So we'll see what happens. See where we're at by then. But since we predicted last week we wouldn't have much to talk about, we decided to. Dive into our crystal ball and predict the future. We're going to sit here and we're going to take our topics for our best of the year. Mind you, it's February 20th, right? It is the 20th. I'm not lying to me. February 21st. 21st. 21. What we're going to be talking about in January as our best of the year. You guys ready? I'm ready. All right. Let's start it off. So we're going to go category by category, which is what we do when we do our best of. We're not going to vote this time. And I'm going to write these down, these answers. Okay? I'm going to go last. I'm going to write these down. And then we're going to come back at the end of the year and we're going to take a look. That sounds like fun. Sounds like a three-hour podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We got to fill it up. We got to fill up these hours. So, your prediction, Brandon, for best newcomer 2023. Good. Best newcomer 2023. That's a, that's a tough one because I, we haven't seen a ton of new faces yet. Um, 
think there's one obvious one that's been around for a while, and this person has as well. I'm going to go with Roosh and AEW. The last couple of weeks have been fun. I think we were looking for something with Andrade that we didn't get. Roosh has kind of quickly surpassed that in a few weeks here. Someone to keep an eye on. Don't love the pick. Happy to be voted off the pick, but that was the first name that came to mind, maybe because I was watching a little bit of him before the show. That's good stuff. Chris, who you got for best newcomer in 2023? Begins and ends Mercedes Monet. I don't think I, I, I just I'd be you'd be hard pressed to find somebody coming up coming in with that level of experience, uh, that level of fandom and that level of hype. That's a good one. I, I also had that, but I wanted to go outside the box a little bit because I have her listed in other stuff. Um, I'm going to go with somebody that you probably you guys have not heard of that I think is showing up stardom's. Junior division is a little lacking their uh, high speed. They got about four people that can challenge, and they just rotate through them. If it's if it's not a high, if it's not Starlight Kid, it's Saki Kashima, or it's um who else they got? They got a couple other girls that are just just the high speed girls. So uh, I'm gonna go with a girl that used to work for Marvelous, and she's been MIA for since 2021, I believe. She said she was leaving. I'm gonna go with a May Hoshizuki. Keep your eye out for her. The Moon Star. She's really good. I think she's going to sign something. Let's move on. Uh, Breakout star of 2023. Brandon, who you got? A couple names on this list. Uh, as I, If I'm going first, the first name that came to mind was Jade Cargill. I think only because she's quietly kind of floated to 50 and 0. Um, so that that Fast and Furious Vin Diesel NOS button is right there to be pushed if they choose to do so. NOS. Chris. Who you got as breakout star? <laughs> so I had two breakout stars. I'm going to pick one because it's so far out of the box, but the two breakout stars, they're both three-letter names. Cool. Uh, but this one's going to be outside the box. Uh, Zach Sabre Jr. Uh, I think I wrote that, that down. The, the, he's, we talked about this last week, that that TV title with the time limit, it gives you everything you want to match with him, um, that it's going to be able to um, you know, give him a, a series of different opponents and even though he's always been good, he kind of gets lost in the shuffle. You really have to pay attention to see what he's doing. And I think with him having a title of like, I mean, I hate to say unimportant, but it's not a championship, but it gives him a spot that you're going to pay attention to on a pay-per-view or on a show that we're going to see more of him. Uh, just, I mean, his character work has always been phenomenal. We're going to get more of that and we're going to get to see more of him in a more prominent spot as opposed to just kind of floating around the middle of the card. Like, it'll be something that they pay attention to, and I think it's going to push him into another level. Good pick. I'm going to go with somebody who's pretty much solidly in the mid-card, but she doesn't look like she should be in the mid-card, and she doesn't act or perform like she should be in the mid-card. I'm going to go with Donna Delmon's Micah. I think she might possibly win the white belt by the end of the year. We'll see what happens with Mina Shirakawa coming out of this, start, this uh, Cinderella tournament. But Mike is a lot of fun to watch, and she's a powerhouse, and there's no reason why she shouldn't be the top of the card in Stardom, except for that it's crowded. That's the only reason. That has a lot. That, that happens a lot of times in these companies that are stacked with talent. You're like, man, this person is stuck where they are. Well, it's because there's five people ahead of them that are just, you know, what are you going to do? Most improved of 2023. Brandon, thoughts? I mean, who you got? I think we did this the other time, just encouraging you to rotate the order, so I'm not going first every day. Yeah, yeah, it helps me yeah. with some of this, but first, no, I'll go, you want me to go? I got one yeah, lined yeah, up. I it. think it's a fun one. I think you guys may, you know, 
so we uh we don't watch this but we do watch two two or three major shows of WWE a year so I'm not going to not count their their talent as being improved uh the most improved wrestler just from what I've seen you know watching the little bit cuz like I said we always put it on Monday night and then I usually tune out pretty quickly but my wife does like to watch it so we'll throw it on Dominic Mysterio is behaving like a total shitbag his character work, they've just been kind of feeding you a little bits of them. They haven't been putting them out there. He's been such a fucking twat for the last few months that this will roll into him getting the shit kicked out of him by his old man, probably by SummerSlam. So I think that that's – he'll be the most – like they've taken that everybody hates me thing because they – God forbid you give us anything different. So we'll hate this kid and then you take that masterful uh, wrestling. We take that everybody hates me in real life. So I'm start really behaving like they think I really behave. And there we go. I think Dominic Mysterio is the most improved wrestler in 2023. I will go next to get Brandon a break. All right. Brandon already mentioned her. Uh, I think most improved. I think by the end of this year, we're going to be talking about how good Jade Cargill is. Forget about how great she looks, how impressive she is, how impressive she looks. I think we're going to talk about her her work rate is going to improve dramatic, dramatically. Just how good has she's been being basically, they just stuck a giant person in the ring and they were like, here, do stuff. Um, and she's improved so much, I think she's going to be, we're going to be talking about her maybe Dark Horse Best Wrestler of the Year. I don't know. Outside of it, just outside of it. I think she's, the sky's the limit with this woman. I can't see her getting, uh, not improving. Hopefully she doesn't plateau. Brandon, go I'll go with Takeshita, again, going off of seven weeks of data so far this year. I feel like he, he's had some incredible matches. He's gotten a little bit of a fucking Twitter fight already with Conan. I'm like, okay, we're building a, we're building a personality here already. So I think, I think he can transcend where we usually see, um, some of these, particularly the male Japanese wrestlers plateau in, in American wrestling. It helps. He's so young too. You know what I mean? He's been doing it for 10 years, but he's only like 25. So can, I add, can I add yeah, something? Yeah. Just a point that I really think we should make here. Uh, when Brandon speaks of Conan, he is not speaking of Conan the Sumerian. Oh, Brian, that this year's Sumerian style. He is not. We're not. We're not talking about the 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 awesome Conan. We're talking about Conan gets a shit slapped out of him in the middle of the street and's got awful hernias. That's the Conan <laughs> we're talking about. I'm real close to the uh, Conan O'Brien reveal in Death Stranding. I got to go visit him. He's one, he's one of the locations. Is he in that? Yeah, he's the, I'm not he's a the collector. Guy. He's the collector. You have to. Are you still do you still play your PlayStation a lot? PlayStation Four. Uh, sometimes I play. Um, see, I'm a fucking weirdo. So <laughs> I don't know if you guys noticed this. I'm a grown ass man who watches pro wrestling. I'm a weirdo, and I like women's wrestling. Um, so I play Fire Pro Wrestling. Nice, but I don't actually play it. I just run the promoter, <laughs> and I. Keep track of stats. UGM, UGM. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> Wins and losses. And then I face Kevin, set up and fix off. It's good times. It burns like an hour of my day when I have nothing to do. <laughs> That's one of those, uh, there's like this thing going around I see on Instagram reels and TikTok. It's like autism wasn't a uh, diagnosis when I was a kid. And I just didn't realize until I was an adult that I did X, Y, and Z. And it's like that I just ran GM mode on fire pro wrestling and tracks like this. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Too funny. Yeah, that's how I burn my time. And I'm like, hmm. And also, it's one of these things that's like, 
I'm not defending it. It's fucking weird. But I can sit there, and I don't need sound. Because if you've ever played Fire Pro Wrestling, it's fucking repetitive as hell. It just sounds repetitive as hell. It's like an old video game. That's what it's designed like. It's designed like an old fucking eight, late 80s, early 90s fighting game. And um, so I can listen to the radio while I'm playing. Like, I don't have to pay attention. Just kind of hitting buttons and writing numbers down. <laughs> so we, Jesus, man. I'm the guy at the baseball game keeping, back, keeping a box score. Yeah. There you go. All right, remember, this is a prediction episode. If you're not paying attention and you're like, what are these guys fucking talking about? These people stink that they're talking about. We are predicting the future. 2023. In January 2023, we're going to be talking about this. So this is where it gets really weird. 2024. 2024. I keep saying 2023. 2024. It even says it at the top. We're in 2023. Let me change the name of my... my, my well, This my is our 2023 here. best of. Best of for 2020. Yeah, it's our best, best of, of for 2023. 2023. But you said we're going to be talking about it in January 2023. That's already passed. I'm we're going to be talking about it in January 2020. Yes, yeah. I'm, I'm in, we're in the future. Here. I'm in the future. Recording beards yeah. like mm. after the Ohio train derailment chemicals ages us a million years. We like <laughs> that's stranding. There you go. Yo, I play I Mad Max, my- so we're we're yeah, in the right. We're both in the right. Uh, you know, uh, mindset of video games. Yeah. That's stranding. Mad Max. There you go. We're heading towards one of them. They just don't know which one. I, let I did, uh, you should have to work in that game. It's not just cool driving around from running away from mute. No, you just <laughs> carry stuff. Carry stuff and hope it doesn't rain. Go ahead, Brandon. Paper, paper boy, twenty twenty. Um, I did my first like old man conspiracy uh, bunker guy thing today. My girlfriend ordered a coffee from Starbucks, and I was walking home, and she was leaving, and it started to rain, and I was like, "Go back inside." I'll take the the hydrochloric acid rain. I walk back to the Starbucks and brought coffee because in my head I'm like, it's raining, it's raining this this uh, vinyl chloride on me. I don't, I don't want her to be exposed to this. <laughs> like, you just start melting. I did it for I'm you. I'm slowly slipping down the, the the spiral into just like bunker guy here. Okay, you got guns yet? I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't have guns. All right, biggest surprise of 2023. The thing that's going to blow our mind. Okay, here we go. And this ties into what somebody we were talking about earlier. Now, this is totally insane. I don't really think it's going to happen, but I want to put it down here so that if it does happen, I can say, ha-ha, I told you so. Julia, the red belt champion, will be losing her title to Maya Yuki on March 4th. And seriously, one of the biggest pro wrestling coups where she has to build herself back up and win that fucking title again. She can't beat the demons. She has to build up her power again to defeat the demons of her past. And this is the biggest one of all. And it would be fucking massive if she lost. We haven't had somebody have a short reign in a long time. It's always 10 defenses, 14 defenses, full year. I'd love to see a quick fucking three months and you're out, and then she's got to come win it again in, in December. Brandy, you're next. I haven't seen this one anywhere. So we're going to go to the back half of the year, probably in November, December. AEW cuts. AEW downsizing. As that TV contract runs up, we just had a uh, – Rampage was a .07 rating. 
200,000 people on Friday night. Don't think TNT likes that very much. Uh, if you Google what's going on with AEW's TV contract, everybody's like, oh, they should be fine. I'm expected to sign a longer deal. I don't think so. I don't see it at all. Nobody's talking about it. You're gonna, you're gonna see the, all the shit that WWE got during the pandemic for cutting people. You're gonna see what's, oh my god, what are these fans gonna do on, what's wrestling Twitter gonna be like when AEW has to downsize here? When the Dark Order gets released. <laughs> They're still with the company. Peter Avalon is still with the company. Chris, go ahead. First of all, let me say that, uh, Jim, your, 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 uh, your choice there is not that far-fetched. Uh, cause as you were saying it, to me, it was economy of storytelling, right? You do something in what will be March and now you've written a story without writing a story for an entire year. Um, uh, Julia covered. We don't have to worry about her anymore. We don't have to do shit for her. Her story's written just by losing one match. I think it's, it's brilliant at that point. Cause now you got, Everybody, like, stardom is so good with telling the underdog, people fighting back, killing their demon story. I mean, come on. Uh, Brandon, we talked about, um, and I'm filling time because mine's really stupid. Okay. Brandon, we talked about, uh, I talked about the ratings thing with them and then with the TV contract. You know, we assume because we are, we watch wrestling and we enjoy wrestling that people you know, well, we don't assume it, but you know what I mean? It's almost like you think everybody has the same mindset. Um, an executive from Discovery is going to look at this and say, how come you haven't gained one viewer in X amount of years? What am I paying for? Why am I paying for this? Right. So, and I've been saying it for, for months now. So I, I but, um, I, agree but I mean, to that point, I mean, just, just to add to that, as long as you're consistent and you always have, viewers in a dead spot that's not a dead spot that's prime real estate it's wednesday night is it I yeah don't, i think that's the only reason they're on tv is because they're getting a million people on here's wednesday. here's how or i would think about it here's okay. how i would think about it jim not to interrupt you but if you're talking okay. about 175 million dollars when the the value of the dollar has changed since they signed that contract so you would expect just that to drop um and they would be insane not to for every single show on their on their networks. There's going to be some slideshow of like past 12 months, past 24 months viewership ratings. They're just going to click through and just look at a line chart. Just like here's the the the, the line of where they rated over time. And AEW is not going to look good in any of that relative to the other shows. I truly have no idea. I don't want to speculate about that. But just imagining those two things together, it doesn't breed into a bigger. It doesn't makes sense that they would, that would become a bigger deal. So if it's right. not a bigger deal and you're that nation as a company, it's not a good sign. Right. Okay. So we're going, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, that's what I was, that's what I was trying to convey. They, they, the old, like the TV adage, if you're not growing, you're dying. Right. And if you're not growing that they're going to look at that and be like, why are we spending this money? You know, you're those first couple of years, you're every expense. You're like, it's an investment. Right. Into, and when once it becomes into what, then that's when it gets weird. And then you got some corporate TV guy like, yeah, I can make this show for, for you know, and they can just move all these crappy programs that they already own the rights to in there. Uh, my Nero, bye-bye all these WWE yeah. guys that you don't see. Yeah. Right. My, uh, my biggest surprise <laughs> is AEW related, <laughs> and that's in the wrestling community, Ring of Honor will become more intriguing and more interesting than AEW is. 
You're gonna, right. you're gonna see like a, a like a little ground swell of people who are like, "Fuck this other show! I've been watching this show online." Almost so like we if, were with uh, if, the NWA. If you would describe it, would you say that Ring of Honor is going to become more more popular with the hipster crowd? Sure. I'm, I just want to get. Your I think those things yeah, can coincide, right? As, right? as the as the. Uh, AEW becomes an ugly corporate entity. The, the fatty hipsterism of pro wrestling moves over to Ring of Honor as a more. Niche. I'm gonna call it instead of being insulting. I'll just call it niche fans. How's that? Niche fans. There you go. You know, because the, fatty hipsterism. All of those right? fatty hipsterism. <laughs> fatty neckbeard. All of the all David Dixon's fans of the world. Yeah. <laughs> all of the oh man, dude, I I I see posts of his in Twitter. I can't. He blocked me. I dude, I, it takes everything in my power not to just make fun of him. I, I just listen. Someone, someone that I know called him out for pooping his pants once, and he went on this whole thing about he didn't do it. And I responded, brother, we've all been there. We've all shit ourselves. It's okay if you've shit yourself before. <laughs> just, just live with it. We talk about it all the time. Fucking laugh off about yeah. it. Liz Ox. Speaking of Hawani, he he uh he laid into Bixen's fan a little bit. He's like, I saw him one time at Bellator. He was covered in sweat and couldn't even get a sense out. God, uh, wh- there's one guy. He's like a WWE fucking weirdo. I forget what his name is on social media, but apparently he smells so bad, like he's super super poopy stinky. <laughs> oh, fuck. Hell doses of the, of the asshole. So all those popular stinky, stinky, sweaty boys. So we'll start watching Ringo. Yep. That's a good one. I like that. I like these, like, the AW releases one is like something that we've seen on the, I think we've seen on the, on the wall, like waiting to happen for two years now. Right? Like, but nobody has. If, if you Google AW contract talks, there's not a whiff of that. Right. We we've be been like saying they gotta let some of these guys go soon. They have to. And now, every, and like I said, and that's one of the reasons I think you'll see everybody, will, all those hardcore fans who think that it's the, you know, the anti WWE. It's 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 a wrestler's company. They're there for the rest. All these people are going to turn on them, you know, because people love to have a commentary about things they know nothing about that mm. happen and happen in rooms that they will never be in. That that show last week, you should have seen fucking Twitter. AW's finished. They had a bad, they had one bad week. They've had a couple of, you know, it wasn't our cup of tea, but for their fan base, they love that fucking Young Buck shit. That was week after week, and we were saying, that's eh, not great. Started to pick up. Last week wasn't terrible. This week, or two weeks ago, wasn't terrible. This week, the episode was apparently awful, and they're, AW's finished. I can't believe that this is terrible. I can't watch this show. You should have seen these people losing their shit, this reactionary bullshit. Like, they will turn on a dime on these people if they find out, like, wait, this company's run by a billionaire? Doi? Richer than Vince McMahon. Uh-huh. There you go. Shall we move on? Move on. Best moment of 2023, as predicted, here. And the rest, like, is hard podcast. Brandon, you're up first this time. I wrote the podcast, particularly Chris, whenever Ric Flair dies. I'm expecting that's going to happen in the next nine months. Uh, I got a text Friday night 
I think it was out of nowhere. I have no idea where this came from, and it uh, and it was just I hope Ric Flair and Ozzy die on the same day. And I just at the exact same moment. Yeah. <laughs> and this is this is uh, out of nowhere. There's no rumors of this. So when this starts to stir, I, I this podcast is going to get a lot better. I think this will be the <laughs> You know, I laugh when we talked about it. I always giggle when someone drops dead for some reason. Oh my god, it would be a fucking tears of Ric Flair dies. You know what? I'll probably my feelings. I will get upset. Oh, so will I. I'll be you know, sad because be- he's the he's an icon in professional wrestling. We got great entertainment out of it for years before we were making fun of him. He was a driving force for us every fucking Saturday to watch pro wrestling. So, one hundred percent. No, one hundred percent. And I and I say that over and over again. I don't. I. I it's not. It's just he's a mockery of himself now. That's exactly. It. Yeah. You know. And listen, and listen, if you want to draw a parallel to the rock and roll world, world, Ozzy Osbourne's a fucking mockery of himself. He's been one for fucking decades. So, yes, so that's, so, you show, know, found, that's when we found out he was like, I'll be Ric Flair. Tell me the Woo! Of course, you sure was fixing. Woo! It's all right. Let's have let's have Ozzy talk to Ric Flair. Do it now. I, I don't know if I I, I have. John, woo! Ozzy, I need a script. I will write. The script yeah, we close yeah. the show out with it next week. Oh my god! There's okay. a little homework. Right. I won't watch. It. I'm not. Hey, look, I'm gonna. I'm gonna write this down on my my pad. Gonna, right, work on your Ozzy. Um, Ozzy, yeah, you don't work on it at all. It's perfect. Keep doing it like that. <laughs> I don't want to change it all. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. Anyway, Chris, what's your best moment of 2023? Oh, it's fucking Bridget Monet coming out in uh, Hanukkah Mora gear. Nice. Already happened. Nice. Yeah, I don't think anything's going to top that. Come on. I, uh, unless, we get a, unless we get another giant hand slapping a wrestler in the face at WrestleMania. Yeah, which I don't think we're getting. But the, the WrestleMania doesn't look at half as entertaining as last time. <laughs> I, um... A uh, quick note on that. Uh, there were Joshi nerds that were very upset that she did it with Annika Werger. And it, her mom and all her friends said it was amazing. So shut up. <laughs> shut the fuck up. up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Random Twitter guy says no. Um, my best moment of 2023 will be most talked about moment that we were going to predict anyway before we talk about the pay-per-view. CM Punk is returning to AEW. That's my prediction. I don't think it's too out there to say that. I don't think it's too crazy. I think it's crazier if Maya Yuki w- wins the fucking red belt. I think CM Punk returns to AEW. I'm curious if he gets booed or cheered, though. Brennan, you got any thoughts on any of this? You stepped away for a minute. Yeah, I was going to do that as my biggest surprise. I thought it would come up from, from one okay. of you two, but it's, it's slipped to this point, but... Is, would it even be a surprise at this That's point? That's why I didn't put it as my so, biggest surprise. Let's start to put the, uh, like, let's point the arrows in this direction, right? AEW viewership not trending upwards. 
we're heading, heading towards the back half of the year. Uh, contract talks have started probably at this point already. Tony Khan's got things up his sleeve when he's, when he's talking to TBS executive. TBS executive or Warner executive is, is reporting to his boss. Just wait, 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 wait till the back half of the year. CM Punk's gotta be in the fucking mix in, the, in this thing. That just the money just has to drive this story. It just has to. And we've also heard no, like, with people like, um, Brandon Thurston out there that are involved in the money aspect of professional wrestling. We haven't heard a single word about a lawsuit or any kind of contract talk or anything like that. Like, you'd think you'd have an idea that he was actually leaving. I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he's healed now. He Don't forget, he got fucking banged up in that last match, too. He friggin', I think his, what was his bicep get torn or some shit? Mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck happened to him. We, the only thing that we know is that the conversation got resolved to the point that he wasn't an instant cut. Right. Which is a good sign for him coming back over yeah. time. He was also at the New Japan show in attendance in the stands, and uh, Kanta called him out. So, here we go. Exciting stuff. <laughs> oh, <laughs> can we moment. discuss Kanta's hair? Looked great. That's oh, all I want to say. Looks like a bird's nest. It's amazing. I wish I had hair like that. So I got hair like this. I like Maybe when guys cut. reappear from a layoff and look laid off. Like they would get <laughs> off. Yeah. yeah, 100%. It's great. Yeah. My barber's been booked up for a month, though. I, I finally got an appointment on the first. I got a How fucking curly that fucking happen? I don't know. I didn't ask questions. I'll find out when I get there. Bitch. <laughs> Who, me? <laughs> your barber. Okay. Uh, let's move on to favorite moments. You got to go to this barbershop out in Schwanksville. I, uh, I, gotta, I think I closed. Oh, that closed, yeah. yeah. Well, no, we're not. We will not, I am not. That's no, you will not keep that fucking airtime. Move on. We will not talk about him. Favorite moment of 2023, Chris. What's going to be your favorite moment of 2023? Oh, it's impending. The Muda Retirement Tour ending. Oh. <laughs> yes. We're going to talk about that. We can talk about that real fast. Retirement Tour ending? Yeah. I wrote down Retirement Torment ending. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah, so... um. Uh, we can't watch it because it's a pay-per-view, and it was fifty fucking dollars to watch it. To watch a guy who can't walk. Right. Apparently, it was a very good match. And then, spoiler alert: at the end, he lost. At the end, he called out uh, Masachono, and Masachono came in, gave him the yakuza kick, and gave him an SDF and tapped him out. <laughs> so, or at the price of admission, I guess. Also, um, Kazusuke Okada. Uh, fought uh, Kaito Kiyomiya. Kiyomiya demanded that the match be 60 minutes or no time limit. Okada agreed. Okada beat him in 15 minutes. Nice. He gave him uh, a Rainmaker, which knocked him out. Got to the three count, pulled his head up. Gave him Masawa, the god of Noah's Emerald Flosion, his finisher. Then hit him with another fucking Rainmaker and killed him. He's dead. Nice. Kaito Kiyomiya dead. In a fucking tomb right next to Ric Flair and Ozzy Osbourne. Brilliant. Can't wait to watch that one, by the way. All right. Uh, oh, it's my turn. Uh, favorite moment of 2023. Uh, I am going to say, so it's a storyline that's been going on for years now. She hasn't won a fucking match. She's getting huge pops in every close fucking pinfall on stardom. But my favorite moment, I predict, will be Waka Tsukiyama getting her first win. It's going to be fucking massive. They might burn the uh, Tokyo Dome down or wherever the fuck their, their, their next show is. 
Nagoya uh, Swim Center. I don't know the fuck where they are. Brandon, your favorite moment of 2023. Okay, this is a selfish one, and I'm looking into 2024 here when I choose okay. this as my favorite moment because, let's be honest, uh, the last 12 months of wrestling for me personally – I haven't had a ton of exhilarating moments. You know, we're having fun doing it, but I don't know that any, that anybody can do anything that would top this for me, and it's not going to happen this year. My favorite moment of this year is going to be the impending dud that would be this WrestleMania. Looks like they're already fucking up the Sami Zayn storyline. Triple H is coming out saying he's not happy with the new the people he's resigned, almost as challenging Brock Lesnar. I hope this thing kind of stinks because I'm going to be at WrestleMania next year at Lincoln Financial Field, and they're going yeah, to pull will. out all of the stops. I need The Rock to be there. I need them to bomb this thing so hard that they have to have a big bounce back for me. I uh, Yeah, I'm not paying attention, but I'm hearing no buzz for WrestleMania. I, d- I do know that there was a big dud when Sami Zayn lost. I heard about that. The whole building went silent, which I don't care, WWE fans. That should not be anyone's reaction. Silence should not be a re- That's not a good reaction. Correct. Booing? Good reaction. Cheering? Good reaction. Silence? Uh-uh. That means why am I bothered? Why did I bother? And do I want Sami Zayn to main event WrestleMania? Absolutely. But if they do that, that means next year they're going to have yeah. to do something crazy. I'm down. Chris, are you going to WrestleMania? Yeah, but I think that your lack of watching uh, WWE in mine as well is is uh, you have an idea of what they're doing and everything that they're doing is it's it, the the path that they're taking is not doesn't look like it's going to be this you know Sami Zayn being in the main event of WrestleMania right. probably not going to happen and we'll get into that later because yeah. I have something lined up for that. Am I first on the next one? Sure. I would say real quick, Chris. Go ahead. There's two different crowds. There's the the wrestling crowd, and then there's the WrestleMania crowd. I don't see anything brewing for this year that's going to get the WrestleMania. Oh crowd no, I no, brewing. I agree with so, you there. Yeah. I agree with you. I agree with but you. We we're good. Okay, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> Worst moment of 2023. I looked into the future. All right, and the future is now, brother. These New Japan Fight TV streams are fucking terrible. There's going to be a couple more because Mercedes Monet is going to headline a couple of these fucking U.S. shows. She might be at the Capital Collision. She might even be at ours when we go. I, did, I can't. I'm not fucking doing it. I'm, I will gladly pirate. <laughs> or wait, because apparently the New Japan stream was fine. The sound wasn't great, but it was, it was, there weren't the, the interruptions and shit. So maybe they used a different broadcasting system to Japan to broadcast the New Japan. Different uh satellite. It's possible. But uh yeah, these fight TV this fight TV shit's gotta end. It's fucking terrible. Brandon, you're up. Yeah, that was on there for me. This seems pretty poor. I I'm gonna go with the IWC or wrestling Twitter post WWE sale slash AEW TV panic when those things coincide and it looks like a wrestling apocalypse. I think this is going to be the, the worst moment of the year. Or best, depending on your Yeah, yeah, it could be the best. Chris, who you got? 
the worst moment, and I, you know, I just came up with this because I went through the list. And I didn't write one down, but I have one. I just, I just That's took everything we were this. just talking about. So I'm going on a fly with this one. So it doesn't make much sense. That's fine. The uh, we're gonna we're gonna assume that CM Punk returns, and the worst moment will be when they force feed us CM Punk versus the Elite as this manufactured kind of you already knew it was coming manufactured oh sh- poorly written shittily executed jammed down your fucking throat crossing blurring poorly blurring the lines between reality and fantasy it'll just be completely fucking awful and um yeah it'll be the worst moment of uh 2023 like they, they would be smart to keep them apart for a while for fucking yeah exactly. let him go right well, after fucking mjf let mjf be his first feud He's going to mention it enough. Cheap Heat MJF is going to fucking mention all the bullshit backstage a million times. They're going to go right to it, and it's going to stink. There's a bunch of rumors out there that they Tony might not be bringing the Young Bucks back. I don't know if there's any truth to that, but they're out there. I've been seeing that, too. But. Yeah. Brandon, you got anything to say before we move on? Crossing my fingers, via if you couldn't see that, that would be ideal. <laughs> Goodbye. Sorry, punk fans, or not punk fans. Those guys. I don't care. <laughs> I don't. I don't care about the CM Punk thing. If he's back, I would be happy with that because that yes. means that somebody made an interesting decision. If the Young Bucks leave, I'm like, okay, this little geek's starting to run a business here, and I don't like where right. he said that. Right, right, right. All right, hardest to watch of uh, 2023. Uh, Brian, I think you're first. Go ahead. Uh, Vince on TV. It's got to happen at some point here. That's what I put. I don't want to talk about it any more than that. The, uh, you know, dirt sheets pop up and apparently there were last minute changes. We haven't heard that phrase in a long time. Yes, yes. We have, we haven't heard it. Last minute changes to the script on Raw. Weird. Who's known for I that? The same I thing. Chris, who you got? What do you got? Hardest to watch. It's going to continue to be MJF. And his manufactured it. fucking shitty promos. They had a diamond. You know the term, Jim knows the term, dog shit in the diamonds. Well, we got yes. a diamond in the dog shit. We had something that was brewing. It was interesting. It seemed to be going in a direction that was going to be fun. And then we just went, nah, we'll just keep doing everything you were doing last year. So, because we didn't know what to do after the whole CM Punk <laughs> Thing erupted and everybody got scared. Just like, oh, it's fucking hit the put put a tape in. Let's <laughs> put a tape in. Like your kids crying, the kids crying. The cables out. Fucking can't watch Coco Melon. Put a tape in. Tape. I have, and we've already witnessed it. But I want to see how much further the story goes or lack of it. The whole Jay White leaving New Japan thing, it's fucking terrible. It stinks. <laughs> Come on. I mean, I'm not against uh, David Finley getting a push here. New Japan manages to take guys and make them important. They did it with fucking Juice Robinson. I wasn't a big fan of Juice Robinson, but those Japanese fans fucking love Juice Robinson. But, uh, yeah, this ain't good, man. This ain't great. And if he ends up at WWE, it makes it even worse because I like Jay White, and I want. it's like he died. We'll have to have a funeral for Jay White because I'll never see him again. 
Why don't you just watch WWE? You mean I gotta, I gotta find 10 minutes that I care about out of three hours, five hours of weekly entertainment? No, thank you. He's gonna learn hard cam. He's gonna be an NXT, be like, oh no, you're doing it wrong, brother. Everything you're doing is too risky. You gotta tone it down. Get one of the greatest professional wrestlers in the world, fucking Io Shirai, and you got her fucking doing headlocks and, and flips. That's all you got her doing. Come on. I like it. All right, best storyline of 2023, as predicted by who's first? Chris, you're first. Where you at, Chris? The uh, culmination of the – we don't watch it, but, I mean, it's the only coherent thing that goes on to professional wrestling in the United States. So I'm assuming other people are going to go in a different direction. So I'm going to go outside of what we normally do. It's going to be the the culmination of the bloodline storyline with Sami Zayn. Um, it's going to end up. It's as of as of right now. It's not there, but you know, you have time before Mania. Uh, I think we're going to get, you know, the 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 um, they had. You know, I, I only saw videos of this. I didn't see it happen on TV. But Cody Rhodes saying that he wouldn't, he would allow, or he would want Sami Zayn in a triple threat match for the WWE Championship against Roman Reigns. Uh as a diversionary tactic, I think it's going to be um, it's going to be uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus the Usos at Mania, and it's going to be a fucking awesome match, and uh, it'll probably be the only one of any interest to watch at WrestleMania, and uh, it'll culminate, it'll end that storyline that's been going on for a while. I think you're going to see all this shit. You know, if they do it, like I always say that it's, I mean, look, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but I always say that, you know, it's great to have Mania be the season season finale and the next season reset. They don't always do that. Sometimes they straggle these storylines around. They legit do not do that anymore. No, they don't do that anymore. They They don't do it at all. They don't do it at all all. anymore. They just keep going. They just keep going. They have have WrestleMania. They got the backlash of WrestleMania now, which is basically the same matches. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with the uh, culmination in the ending or at least a major plot point turn in the uh, bloodline storyline involving Sami Zayn. Okay. I have no opinion on that because I really don't know. <laughs> uh, it's my fault? My turn? All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, back-to-back winners. I got Julia beating all of the ghosts of her past and winning the red belt again in December if I follow my original prediction for biggest surprise. So that's what I'm going to do. Back-to-back uh, stardom storylines winning. Or, yeah, Julia's storylines even. Brandon, go Yeah, I had two, and you guys jumped on them. And I'd say, I think just due Sorry. to lack of – no, 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 don't apologize. I think it, it it's just these are the things that are interesting. I wrote down Suzu Suzuki versus Julia because it seems to be, to be heating up at this point. Um, that's one of the few things that I'm genuinely interested in. The other one being the the Sami Zayn thing. So, it's curious because the the Julian Suzuki thing, like after the last match, it was like a mutual respect thing. They even said like they might fight together. I wouldn't be surprised to see them tag up together to take on Mayuki and uh, the rest of Rebel X Enemy. That'd be nice. Get Ram Ram Kai Chow in there eating pins. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know ten times as much as I do, but I. I just feel like you don't leave that at like a mutual respect. Like this has right. to keep, this has to continue whether in the short term, that's what it is, but there's so much emotional draw to this story that I want to keep an eye on it. And I can't say that about almost anything else besides what right. Chris talked about. 
I will say that um, it is fun to watch all the cooperation between Japanese companies right now. It's a great one. Yeah. All these free agents and whatnot, and we have the Noah show, which had Noah show had TJPW, it had All Japan, New Japan, it had all kinds of people on the fucking show. This is going to be good. This is going to be a good year. A lot of cooperation. I guess in a way to keep Japanese Puresu uh, going, I guess. All right. Uh, let's move on. Favorite show or event? Where do you predict this? Uh, what do you think is going to be the biggest show? Is it my turn first? Sure. Go ahead. It is my turn first. Um, uh, just on recency bias and just the fact that it's always my favorite show of the year, I'm going with the five-star final. I don't know yet who's going to be in the five-star might be Julia winning it again to take on Maya Yuki for the title. Who knows? But it never disappoints. It's always fun. It's always over the top with production and everything else. And it's always, always near the top of the, the table when it comes to best shows to watch and what I recommend to people. Brandon, good. I, I did, um, Wrestle Kingdom. I think, you know, even just. Wait a minute. Are we doing favorite or are we doing best? Favorite. Favorite. Okay. Yeah, so even though we weren't able to, to, uh, meet in public, there was a COVID scare at the time. Just, I don't know that there'll be another, like, experience this year where it's up in the middle of the night goofing off. That's usually where the fun's at. So fighting, like, after that Osprey match, like, both of us fighting off, texting each other, fighting off the fucking fatigue because we had to watch, now had to watch another thing. <laughs> match. That was rough. That's the fun stuff. That's what, stuff. when you're talking favorite. That's what I like. Chris? Favorite match, show, or, or sorry, favorite show or event? I'm going to predict it. We're predicting it. I'm going to predict, predict it. Uh, the year end is that Dream Queendom stardom yes. show. It would be Dream Queendom 3 or their year yeah. end show. I don't know what they're going to call it. Yeah, but the, the, the stardom, we'll just go with the stardom year end show will be my favorite of the year. Good shit. All right, best show or event. This is the one that you think is the best, not necessarily your favorite. What do you predict will be the best show of the year? Brandon, you're on first. I, I did the uh, Stardom Grand Prix final. I think that was probably the most, the best show of the last year. It topped the end of the year show for me, um, and they seem to be only tre- trending upwards. So, five star GP final, Chris. What do you got? I think I'm fun. going with the the year end show again with Stardom. The culmination of storylines. I think you know when you talk about action and story. I'm calling a violation on Chris. You can't do the same one for favorite and best. <laughs> Sure, no way. It's impossible. How can, how can how the could, best show be? How could you truly <laughs> love the best show? It's impossible. <laughs> yeah, Only a no. true, a true, uh, like a nerd would be like, no, my favorite. Can't be the best show. Is that, but my favorite Maybe the was best, AW Dynamite. AW Dynamite, October 23rd, yeah. 2023. <laughs> my favorite band is the Beatles. I was thinking about this, not to, not to run this off the rails, but. Like on tiers of music and wrestling fans, like there's like <laughs> you're thinking about tiers of music and wrestling fans. You know what I mean? Like yeah, in the shower when I'm touching myself, I think of this weird stuff. <laughs> and like the person that like because there's always these people, and Chris had mentioned this type of person that's like they like a band to a certain point, and then when that band gets popular, they don't like them anymore. Or I mean, it doesn't always work that way sometimes the band gets pot gets to a certain point money wise and they're kind of like usually the third album it's the magic number the third album or the fourth album if they're making a fourth album they're kind of getting this like 
I, you know, I'm going to go my, I, I made my three albums. I'm owed to this record company. Now I'm going to start going experimental shit because I made them a bunch of money. And I'm allowed to. It's like uh, James Cameron with fucking Avatar 2. Like we're making Avatar 2. It's going to cost billions of dollars to make. But Avatar 1 built this entire studio. You know what I mean? Like that I'm making it in. So, but there's certain tiers of, of fans that are like pretentious, but they don't like, they're pretentious just to certain bands and certain, you know what I mean? Like, like, like deadheads. They love the Grateful Dead. They know every fucking thing about the Grateful Dead. But if you take them out of their element and they have to listen to anything else that is a variance of music, they usually get lost. Like they, there's no way to listen to any hip hop. No way. No, that's not real music. Just a bunch of scratches and beef and bopping. Wait, did you follow Beeping me here? And the bopping and the hipping and the hopping. I was gonna say, or it's just a basic thumbs up, thumbs down system. Like you, you right. pick your thing that you like, and then everything outside of that thing, it's just like a, I can get down with this, or <laughs> I don't get it. There's no like real depth to the analysis if it's not specifically their thing. Yeah. Right. I, uh, can I, I, I am going to go off on a very short rant here, but Please, something, yeah, happened who cares? Take your time. something happened today. So first of all, this isn't the rant, but this, this happened last week. My wife turned on a documentary called meet me in the bathroom. And it's about the nineties, early two thousands, New York music scene with the, yeah, uh, the yeah, yeah, yes. And, um, the strokes, Interpol, all of those bands. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Okay. And I was explaining to my wife how I knew I would like the strokes because all the musicians I knew, musicians, you know, guys that played fucking guitar in their basement, Mm -hmm. they all hated them. Right. And it's like, ah, envy. Yes. They they also do the whole like, there's that whole, oh, they're industry plants. Right. That's a real thing. That's an industry plant. Yeah, no shit, but they still make good music. Right. Like Wet um, Leg. Wet Leg is a band that uh, was up for like a Grammy for Best New Artist. It's a British band. Popped up out of nowhere. Had a terrible single called Chase Lounge. Fucking awful song. But the album itself was really good. But everybody kept saying like, it's just, this is like an industry plant. Like these people came out of nowhere. Like, like I, I don't get what like, like, who cares? They made a fucking great album. Who gives a shit? Yeah. The, the other thing I, I happened to me today, and this was because Brandon mentioned the thumbs up, thumbs down thing. And this is, you have a lot of, you know, wrestling fans do this. Uh, I came home today and I, my wife was watching a documentary. It was actually a live concert from a small church in Los Angeles from 19, early seventies. It was Aretha Franklin. I think, I believe the, the, the concert video is called Amazing Grace. Okay. When you go on the Xfinity menus, they have the Rotten Tomato score, and then they have, I guess it's Metacritic. One of them's popcorn, whatever the popcorn one is. Popcorn is. Uh, doesn't matter. Corn. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. But. Movie life or some shit. Okay. The Metacritic or the Rotten Tomato score was 99% thumbs up. Mm-hmm. You have a concert video of restored footage of Aretha Franklin playing to less than maybe around 100 people in a church in Los Angeles. Somebody watched that. 
and said, Meh, it doesn't quite represent what I was <laughs> looking for. A hundred people watch this and one fucking guy. And I looked to see who said it. And that's exactly what he said. He said, it didn't represent her spiritual side enough. It was okay. Aretha Franklin playing in a fucking church in the early 70s. The people in that church, any of them that are still alive, still talk about that to this day. Like it's the greatest moment in their fucking life. Okay. And this one person, Derek Jeter made the Hall of Fame. It's a first ballot Hall of Famer. One fucking guy voted him. He didn't get a unanimous vote. One guy said, no. <laughs> and it drives me Boston fucking crazy. Fight. And this is what, what are these people looking for? He fucked his wife. I mean, I get it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Gave her a signed baseball when he left. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for the ride. Thanks, DJ. Uh, I'm done. Uh, by the way, listeners, this is just uh, the lesson of this rant was you can have a favorite and the best the, the best overall rated be the same thing. Yeah, it'd be the same thing. <laughs> right, exactly. You got on this. Right, any final thoughts on this before we move on to favorite match of 2023? No, I concede. Uh, I think you're up first, aren't you? Or am I? Who's up first? I'll go first. What, oh, I was, didn't go yet. We on? I didn't uh, go yet. Okay. My best show or event is going to be the, uh, the G1 final this year. I think that uh, New Japan is on the comeuppance, and we'll talk about it in a minute. But um, favorite match, go ahead. You're up. I'm, I wrote down CM Punk versus Kenny Omega. It must happen. And I, I the uh, shit-talking asshole that I am, I'm like, I just want to see this so bad. It's deeper than the, the any plot that you could write. Oh, my God. Could you imagine how, oh, how upset every, like, the levels of upsetitude across the internet. Oh, the drama! It'd be real drama. It would finally be. be so good. Chris, what do you got? Favorite match of 2023, which has not happened yet, or may have happened. Well, I'm going to go with one that may that had that happened already as my favorite match, not necessarily the best match, Brandon. I don't want to do that twice in one. No, no you can't. You're not allowed because they're not allowed to do it. I'm going to hold a bunch of thumbs downs. Uh, my favorite match is going. 99 percent approval. Tax. The tax in the sweatshirt, Darby Allen, Samoa Joe match from fucking. Hey, uh, that I was fucking that. awesome. I love that match. So, hold on. You got to give me a minute. Talk some more because I got to write it down. They wrestled in the match and they were taxing and thumbtack a sweatshirt and Samoa Joe. And then boom, Joey Headrocker. What do you got to add to that, Brandon? He's the most like Darby Allen is as little as you see him uh, as I spend a lot of my like. 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. hours scrolling on Instagram reels or TikTok. He comes up the most. He he always is doing the craziest shit in AEW. It's just him jumping off a ladder 30 feet, pushing Matt Hardy into a pile of chairs, and it's like a meme about that or something. Like, you can't really top that guy. No, he's awesome. That. Um, my favorite match. Time, time killed. Which I haven't watched. <laughs> It's Kyrie versus Mercedes Monet. It was fucking awesome. I love that match oh, so much. Yeah. It's on top of the the heat just because of the Hanukkah gear. R.I.P. Hanukkah Never forget her. She's got a show coming. Her mom's putting a show on for her again. We'll run it. Uh, best match of 2023, as predicted by us. Chris, you're up first. I'm going to... In my flash. <laughs> no, I was on mute there. Although... <laughs> you're good. Uh <clears throat> I'm going to go with, if it happens, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus the Usos at WrestleMania. Anything to add to that? Very good. No, I mean, you know, you have, you have 
you have uh, Sammy. The Usos have have always put on tremendous matches, especially in big, especially in big, big moments, big shows. Right? They're 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 naturally talented. Um, I don't. You know, I mean, it's what they do best. You're never going to see a singles run out of either one of these guys. I don't think that's if you do, it's not going to be a successful one. Um, they have, a, they, but they do put on great matches and big shows. And I think that uh, there are very few guys that can get a crowd into it and get a crowd and build drama and emotion like Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, whether they're wrestling each other or I would see them wrestling in a tag team match against two guys that are really good and still being able to build that drama. Excellent. I agree. Uh, my best match of 2023 will be, it already happened. It's going to be Omega Osprey. It's going to be a lot to fucking beat that match. I fucking love that match. Wrestle Kingdom 17? Right? Wasn't that what we just had? I don't know. The yeah. That was amazing. Dude, that fucking that table spot, him looking through it and everything was fucking, that is just definitely worth going back and watching again. Brandon, good. Well, my best is actually my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh, I'll do Mercedes Monet versus Julia. Uh, next on that list of, of name drops oh, from Mercedes shit. Monet was Julia. I think that will be a fucking fun one when that happens. Two yeah, then, people that legit feel like a big deal. Oh my yeah, god, she, the she called, it, she called it Giulia. I didn't even bother, didn't even bother to learn how to pronounce it. She's called Giulia. This, this also leans into me thinking she's dropping the title. I think Azumi's dropping the title. I think Julia's dropping the title. So they're freed up to go challenge for this IWGP match. I think that these are all lined up like she is. These girls are going to go out to do the IWGP matches at big New Japan shows. Maybe the we're definitely getting one at Dominion. Maybe at Sakura Genesis. Like they're gonna, they're gonna have. They're not gonna be every show, but we're gonna get them in a lot of them. And she's gonna need contenders, so I think they're gonna drop the titles. And I'm fucking into it. I'm into this. Let's fucking do it. We're doing a vote at the end, right? No, we're not voting this time. Do you what? Want to we could vote if you want. I do. Didn't okay, want to, Chris. Here we go. But at the end of this, yeah. No. No. What's pointless? Okay. We're gonna go. We're gonna go back and we're gonna read what everybody said. Okay, well then I'll make yes. my point here. Could there yeah, be a bigger point? <laughs> Could there be a bigger non WWE women's match that you can imagine than those two? No, absolutely no. not. Not right now. Not the way that uh, AEW's women are currently in this uh, Mean Girl storyline. It stinks. There's nothing in AEW I'm looking at. I'm saying, yeah, this has to happen. Okay. Huh? How bad is it? I said it last week that their AEW's women are in a mean girl storyline, and it's the only coherent storyline in all of AEW. Right, it's ridiculous. Yeah. All right, best. Uh, are we done? Yeah, best promotion. Um, I think I'm first. I believe. Go for it. Yeah, I'm going to say they, their year is uh, coming around. I'm saying New Japan Pro Wrestling once again rises to the top. They're going to have a bunch of different shows. We got the New Japan Cup. We got some young guys coming over. We got some foreigners coming over. We got the IWGP Women's Championship. Their talent is still top-notch. Uh, they just haven't had a crowd to do it in front of, and it's fucking stunk. But I think they are uh, they are definitely going to be top of the top dog again. Followed closely behind by Stardom, of course. Brandon, good. Chris, yeah, I agree. Back. I agree. New Japan, I missed them. Come back to me. That was a driving force as to why we decided to do this podcast, and they've kind of vanished for a lot of the time that we've had to kill, like, 100-plus episodes. So, please... Give us some more New Japan to talk about. Yeah, it's fun to watch. Chris, what do you got? 
I'm just going to go off kilter. I had New Japan, but I'll say World Wonder Stardom, just okay. so I can be different. Not a bad choice. That would yep. be my number two. I hope it. I wish it was AEW. We get it for free. <laughs> yeah, but it's not going to be. Uh, favorite pro wrestler, all genders. Your favorite. Brandon, you're up. In 2020, I'm, I'm claiming this is an Eddie Kingston year. Uh, I've sent you guys that tweet earlier. He's starting to be a little bit funnier than he has been on the internet. I see him piping up. I'm sticking to my MJF versus Eddie Kingston title drop prediction. That'd be fucking amazing. Chris. I'm going to stay in AEW, but just from the amount of joy I've gotten from this dude on free TV over the last couple months, I think he's going to continue to do it over the year, and that's Darby Allen. Yeah, I was already typing it in. I knew you were going to say that. Well done. My favorite pro wrestler of 2023 will be the returning Mercedes Monet. Just from what I saw so far. She just looks so fucking excited to be doing this. Could you imagine, like, you're you're restricted from your moveset. Now, you know... Her moveset's not that complicated, but just everything that they do, and it's so, like, clean in WWE, where it has to be certain shit, you can't do certain stuff, and that's too dangerous, you can't do this, and now you can just do whatever the fuck you feel like it, as long as you can pull it off. I'm into it. Best pro wrestler in the world, according to us, in the year 2023. Uh, Chris, you're up. He, the man, I'm gonna make the man, I'm gonna pick the man who makes the sky rain money. Kajutsuka Okada. Still gonna go with him. The guy fucking never get, never loses, like, he just gets better and better. Never loses a step. I have a hard time spelling his name. I will go with, uh, someone that three years ago I don't think I would even touched and spoke of as being People. the best professional wrestler. It is. Tomi Akiyama. It is Will Ospreay. Okay. I've changed my tune on Will Ospreay. I still think he's a prick in real life, but he's so fucking good in the ring that I am going to say, yes, he will be my favorite. But followed closely behind by Kazushi Okada. I was I was waffling between the two of them. I wanted to be a little different this year. Brandon, again. Yeah, same here. I want to be a little bit different. Let's go in another direction. There's nothing harder to do than get the uh, nursing home dancing. Uh, if Sami Zayn. Gets everybody going like he seems to have. I'll put him at number one. That was that's probably harder to do than anything that those those two are gonna do. Yeah, I don't know. Vince, well, Vince is back, so no worries there. Now, Brandon, do you want to vote? We can vote if you want. I think we I got outvoted on the vote. It's two to one. I'm an, I'm don't give a shit because they're completely against voting. I guess it doesn't really matter. Look at it? this. If you're looking on YouTube, look at this fucking mug. YouTube. <laughs> he doesn't have want to have anything to do uh, with it. We're good. Let's go home. All right, yeah, let's get out of here. That was fun. I can't wait to see how wrong we are. We're not going to be wrong. No, we're going to be completely right. But uh, next week, what do we got? We got AW. <laughs> we got AW next week. We'll vote next week. <laughs> yeah, we might have to vote next week. We might have nothing to talk about. Um, We'll see what gets released. I don't think the Noah or New Japan show are going to be released for a couple of weeks, so... We might be a little strapped for stuff to talk about. We'll figure something out. Any final thoughts, Brandon? No, sir. Chris, final thoughts? You know, I have a, I just thought of this. And, and, and I just want to throw an idea out there. Why don't, if, if nothing happens this week, why don't we take a couple hours of our time and then we would, that we wouldn't spend, that we would have spent watching awful wrestling that we don't care about. 
and we'll pick a like I'm looking at right now the 1974 movie The Wrestler starring Vern Gagne. Okay. Maybe if we can now, I don't know that this is the one, but maybe if we can think of something and we can watch it, do a little review if nothing else happens, because we haven't done one of them in a while. We're we're in a dead zone here. I don't know if it's available. It's probably on YouTube. Randy, real quick, check and see when the uh, AEW pay per view is. If, yeah, if it's available on YouTube, that's even better. Um, it is March seventh, so we got another week. No, we still got some time. Oh, so yeah, we got two weeks. Yeah, we can't even do a preview show. The preview will be the next one after that. So, yeah. what March seventh? You said? Yeah, yeah. So next week will be is what the twenty eighth? March seventh, and we'll do a preview. That. Oh, that's our preview show. The AEW oh, sorry, March fifth. March fifth. So. Oh, so next week is our preview show. Oh, right. Then we'll do the oh, AEW yeah. preview next week. There we go. We got to figure it out. All right, there we go. Bit. I can't find this thing anywhere anyway. So I mean, we could probably uh, do, do both. both. I don't. I don't think that. <laughs> I don't think it, we could squeeze into an hour and a half. This we're closing in on two hours, but we still. No, we're still we're in an hour and a half. Hour and thirty six minutes. Perfect. After editing, an hour and thirty eight minutes. There you go. Oh, by the way, uh, uh, update. I am in season six A of The Sopranos. Uh. Uh, Johnny Sack's uh, daughter's wedding episode. No. Uh, when he beats the shit out of a fucking driver. Uh, mm. I can't wait for them all to fucking die. Vito, Vito is got caught, which is probably, I mean, it's sad, but it's probably one of the funniest fucking scenes I've ever seen in my entire life. That fucking biker gay bar was hilarious. Well, you know, I keep watching. Not the, It's the second time in a row I bailed at the eight. Like, where yet? Five. I just bailed. I'm like, this starts to suck. It's sad. I hate everybody. Yeah, you hate everybody. That's the thing. And I also hit that wall, but my wife and I have nothing to watch besides <laughs> besides uh, Mushroom Zombies. So, like, I just bang it. We bang out a couple episodes, and then we both get sick of it. Like, two episodes, and then we're both like, let's put something else on. I don't know if I can watch these fucking... It was funny when they said, they, uh, hey, pass over the Gava deal. And I looked at my wife, and I was like, you know what they're saying there, right? She's like, what? Cavatelli, the Gavadil. I've never, I've never watched the last episode. I've watched the show three times. I've fizzled every single time. I just don't care by the end. Wait, there's the last episode. I thought this is currently airing. I I do like. I fucking hate them so much. I love the fact that they have a man who is a homosexual and he's hiding it from his. Uh, contemporaries, for lack of a better way to put it. Pierce. When they find out that he's a homosexual... I don't know yet what happens to him, so please don't tell me. But you've seen them when they find out. I only saw the two guys that catch him in the bar. Right, that's what I'm saying. You caught him. Not only did they find out... Like, he, it's, so, it's so... like It's like if you're a homosexual... You're you're snuck and dick in a parking lot in the morning and hanging out at S&M biker bars. There's no middle ground here. (laughs) Like, like it just so happened that like this, I'm not even going to say it, but this guy is, you know, just like, it's not like, oh, he has a relationship with another man and, and, and he hides it. And maybe we saw him out on a date. He kissed the guy on the way home. 
No, I mean, this guy's just like fucking old man, pedal to the metal, partying like you wouldn't fucking believe. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just he's like, having a good old time. Yeah, he's having a good old fucking time. I mean, he is a piece of shit. They all are. Oh, I, mean, I don't feel too bad for them. No, neither, neither do I. I feel bad for the fact that he uh, has to live the way he does, but fuck them all. They all need to die. I hate them yeah, all. Exactly. Yeah, I think it's all right, Brandon. That's why they're the last race that we can uh, make fun of. Absolutely. The Sopranos just rattled everybody. So, so Chris, I, Chris, you're a huge James Bond fan, correct? Admit this. Yes. Yes. A huge yeah. fan. Yes. I personally cannot stand the movies. I think they're just, the old ones are just too cheesy. Yeah. I get it. I, we were watching Moonraker at work. Oh God. Oh my God. Sorry. It's the fucking gondola scene. It's horrible. <laughs> Where I, he I don't watch it. Oh my god. Where he's got a gondola. James Bond gondola that turns into a hovercraft. Mm-hmm. But I was watching with no noise, so it just said speak in Italian. Speaking Italian. <laughs> yelling in Italian. So we were just going, hey, got my new jeans, Hey. It's good stuff. It's funny stuff. So, if the you. The last race we can make fun of. Go ahead. So let me. The original James Bond movies are difficult to watch in modern times. First of all, they're cheesy as fuck. Second of all, he's kind of a rapist. Yeah, he totally is. Um, In the book, he's painted as a piece of shit because he does these things. Right, he's not romanticized. No. (laughs) Like the Roger Moore ones. Brandon, are you a James Bond fan at all? Have you... I do not like James Bond in the slightest. I was trying to think about that as you guys were talking. I was like, I don't know if even at a young age I realized that I wasn't going to be getting P-U-S-S-Y like that. I was just like, <laughs> this shit is not for me. I, I, this, this suave, this suave short not a bit either. I don't, doesn't have I anything to do with it. I know you do. I know you do. And I'm not knocking you for it. I just, yeah. you want, you can recognize the things that I hate and find oh, enjoyment yeah. in it. And I, can't. I find yeah, enjoyment exactly. in it. Exactly. Exactly. Right. But like, it, I, with the Roger Moore, just to finish my point, with yeah. the Roger Moore ones, it's more tongue in cheek. The whole thing. I mean, yeah, they're going to yeah. a, they're going to a fucking space station, <laughs> and Jaws married dies in the space station with a girl from Sweden with the Sweden ponytail. Like, what the fuck? He's in love. Yeah, but she's got braces. She's got braces like him. She's like got him. metal teeth like him. Mm-hmm. Like Richard Kiel, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, that's one of the things. And I sit here. So I'll never forget, I'm watching James Bond, uh, you know, I think it was still, I was in my teens, or maybe I was just up there, but I was at my mother's house, and she was in the kitchen, and somebody offers him champagne. And, Cooking a Gavin deal, by the way. And he goes, only if it's served the proper temperature, if it's 14 degrees centigrade. <laughs> and I hear from the kitchen, oh, fuck you. <laughs> and that's how I watch him now. That's good. Uh, I like I, you need that. You need that note to just change everything. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm watching. Oh like, fuck you. <laughs> there is a the guy I was watching with was like, there's a a YouTube clip that pieces together every time in James Bond something crazy happens, and there's someone drinking alcohol, and then they go and look at the bottle and look at what's going on, and then throw the bottle over their shoulder. It's like an ongoing joke in every fucking. Is it? I never even noticed that. Oh, this is crazy! It must be the wine. Gavadilla. Uh, man, 
James Bond. I was, I was going to mention when you brought up the uh, speaking in Spanish thing, 50 Cent, who I follow on Instagram, and I still find to be pretty funny, he was posting Bad Bunny won a couple Grammys to bring it somewhat wrestling-related. And uh, as he was singing, the subtitles were just spe- speaking in non-English, speaking in non-English. Dude, that's on Hulu. <laughs> During the Grammys, and he was got to be watching. What the Hulu. fuck is this? This is the biggest artist in the world <laughs> speaking in non-English. He's like, figure this shit out. <laughs> they do that on movies. They do it in movies on fucking Hulu. It's like speaking in non-English. What the fuck? Are you doing? Speaking what? in non-English. Like, put it. Oh my god. Disney owns that fucking thing. What Hulu? Yeah. Can't Hulu they got- do better? Jesus. Uh, Last of Us. How you doing, Brandon? You all right? I love it. Right. I, th- I think it's awesome. That's why I brought up the PS4 thing. I was going to pitch to you. you do, if you're busy for a couple of days, let me rent that thing off you and, and play those video games. Uh, I want to play it so bad, but I don't want to buy a PS4. What do you have? Do you have a PS5 or you have an Xbox? Xbox. I'm an Xbox guy. Right. I was a Halo kid. I was told, I was recommended to play the game. They were like, if you could play it in front of your wife and she'll have a fucking blast like watching a movie. Did you ever play it? No, I've never played I don't play horror games. I'm too oh, okay. easily spooked by horror games. You want to play it? I was going to say, I'll make you a deal. I'll buy the remastered. You let me rent the thing. I'll send them both back to you. What? I'm not. What? You can't. No, you can't borrow my PS4. Is that what, what you're asking me? No, yeah, exactly. I fucking exactly. use it every day. I run all my apps through it. God damn it. No, you're shit out of luck. Dude, how am I supposed to keep track and find out whether or not Mayo Shizuki is going to win? That's why I said you use it that often. You're like, man, I don't know. Every once in a while, I, I thought you meant playing games. That. No, I use it every day. That's what we use. <laughs> yeah, Max. Disney, Netflix, YouTube, everything. <laughs> <laughs> right. Suddenly you become insulting when things didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done that in a while. I haven't done that since Saturday night. Fucking bitch, you're such a pussy. <laughs> I told my PS4 to age, not that much. Alright. Uh, thanks for joining us this week. Join us here every week at Wrestling is Hard. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Hard for Number 4 Wrestling. Subscribe to follow all your friends. For Brandon and Chris, I'm Jim. We will be back here next week. Um,